from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Tuesday, August 24th. I'm Marco Werman. Today, Pakistani authorities try to deal with the effects of catastrophic flooding. One possible consequence is an increase in the number of abducted children sold for ransom or labor or into the sex trade. It is unfortunate that when people are under misery, there are people who try to benefit from it. Also ahead, we hear about controversial plans to run a road through a national park in Tanzania and about the exhausting details of a triumphant 60-mile run through a desert. Now this news. BBC News with Kathy Clugston. A top U.S. general has said President Barack Obama's July 2011 deadline to start withdrawing troops from Afghanistan is encouraging Taliban insurgents. But the head of the Marine Corps, General James Conway, said that could change when U.S. forces continue to attack them after that date. Nick Childs reports. General Conway's remarks will fuel the arguments over just what will and will not happen with US troops in Afghanistan come July 2011 and the pros and cons of the deadline, however firm or otherwise it may be. He thinks that right now it's providing sustenance, as he put it, to the insurgents. But he added that that could all change when, after that date, US forces are, in his words, still there hammering them. Some American units somewhere in Afghanistan will turn over responsibilities to Afghan security forces next year, he said. But according to him, the U.S. Marines in the southern provinces of Helmand and Kandahar will be there for a few years, although he wouldn't say how many. Pakistan's Prime Minister Yusuf Raza Gilani has said he's seriously concerned about the potential spread of epidemic disease because of the floods. Mr Gilani said a special emergency section of the Ministry of Health would take a leading role in coordinating relief efforts. Jill McGivering reports. There's no doubt that the need will be huge. About a third of the country's female health workers have themselves been displaced by the floods. And the government estimates that in the next six months, about half a million women in the affected areas will give birth. They've pledged to get more than 40,000 hygiene kits, including many specially designed for women, out into the field. They're also planning psychological counselling for some of the most traumatised victims, especially women and children. Islamist insurgents in the Somali capital Mogadishu say they carried out an attack on a hotel in which more than 30 people died, including six members of parliament. At least 70 people have died in two days of fighting between al-Shabaab militants and government forces backed by African Union troops. Here's Peter Gresta. Even by Somalia's standards, Tuesday's attack was shocking. A group of gunmen stormed the Muna Hotel inside what is supposed to be a safe zone secured by the transitional government's own troops and an African Union force. The attackers made their way to the compound dressed as government security guards before they began shooting. The government says at least 30 people were killed, including six parliamentarians. The rebels, who said they were behind the attack, claimed as many as 60 may have died. Either way, the incident dramatically undermines the image of security that both the government and the African Union force have tried to present. Chinese state television says 42 people died when a passenger plane burst into flames while trying to land at an airport in the northeast of the country. 49 people were rescued. The Henan Airlines plane overshot the runway while landing. World News from the BBC. 
An official investigation in Northern Ireland has found that the British government colluded with the Roman Catholic Church to cover up the suspected involvement of a priest in an IRA bombing. Nine people were killed in the attack in the village of Claudie in...